Shabbat Shalom. And thank you for the beautiful Chazarat Hashas, repetition of the Amidah. And today, today I want to bring you back for a moment to a moment in my childhood when my brother and I, who were playing in the basement, which is what you did in the East Coast in the winter, you played in the basement. My brother and I came upon a radio. And my brother Paul decided we should take the radio apart to see how it works. Because of course, we would be able to put it back together as we had taken it apart. I don't have to tell you how this story ends. We took it apart quite efficiently. The pieces did in fact all separate from one another. And we were left with tubes and dials and screws and a screaming mother who said this was a wedding gift from her sister and we had broken it forever. I'd like to point out that she was correct, <laughs> that in fact, that radio never worked again. And I learned something about myself that I had already suspected, which is that there is a theory of multiple intelligences developed by a psychologist Gardner. And one of the intelligences is the kind of intelligence that knows intuitively how to fix things, cars, radios, and that I was given none of that intelligence. Ikea defeats me. I get frustrated putting things together and wish they came assembled. My brother, by the way, is much better at this than I am, but the radio was too much for him, at least as a kid. But I was the typical kid described by the comedian David Brenner when he said growing up also in Philadelphia, as I did, he said, parents used to say, his father used to say to him, hammer bad, book good. So he said he grew up hammering in nails with a book. Sounds like something I would do. And I point this out, not because it is any surprise to you. I mean, look at the office that I'm standing in, you don't see a lot of tools, but you see a lot of books. But because I realized something anew this week with the Parsha that I know and have to continually remind myself of, because it is something that I easily can forget. We talk about the idea that we're in an information economy. And therefore, skills of communication and literacy, books and learning, they're at a premium in our world. And so people who have those skills tend to devalue the skills that they don't have. Hammer, bad. Book, good. And yet, in fact, without the other skills, 
without the technical skills, without the skills of hand, we would be nowhere. And that's important to remember because I was thinking for the first time, and I'm sure other people have noticed this, but I literally came to it while rereading Noah the first time. Why did God choose Noah? There is endless rabbinic discussion about how Noah is Sadiq Vidoro, he's righteous in his generation, he has moral character when other people don't have moral character, but there is something else that Noah has that never really occurred to me before. Noah has the skill to build an ark. If God had chosen a righteous person who couldn't hammer in a nail with a hammer, the world would have been destroyed. No one would have saved it. It was Noah building an ark that saved the world. And this idea that in fact, we need a diversity of skills and that the hierarchy of skills is in some sense very artificial because if people who like books don't have bookshelves and roofs and floors and houses, they got nothing. This hierarchy of skills is something that we impose on our own evaluation, but in what sense are the skills that I have higher than the skills that a mechanic has? In fact, you put us all back 100, 200, 500 years, my skills would be relatively useless next to somebody who can actually build something. Yeah, I could tell a good story around the campfire, but, but if you need to get somewhere or you need some warmth or you need someone who can build that fire, you had best find somebody with a different kind of intelligence. And this idea that diversity of character and skill and culture and everything ought to be valued, that people of different, what we think of as social or cultural classes all have something to contribute, this idea believe it or not, is reinforced not only in the Noah story, but in the story of the Tower of Babel. Why did the people of Babel build that tower? Lots of theories in rabbinic literature. Sforno, the 16th century Italian commentator and scholar, said what they wanted was to unify idolatry. They were all idol worshipers. They wanted one place where everyone would come and they would worship one kind of idol. And God looks down and thinks that's not good and breaks them up into different groups and tribes and languages. Interestingly, what it does not say is that God looked down and said, oh, they're all going to worship one kind of idol. I'm going to break them down into monotheistic tribes. No, Abraham hasn't come along yet. Monotheism has not conquered the world yet. Instead, even if they're going to be idolaters, God wants them to be different kinds of idolaters. Diversity, even in error, is important. 
different languages, different experiences, different cultures, different skills. We don't want only professors and we don't want only mechanics and we don't want only athletes and we don't want only of anything. We want lots and lots of different. But I can tell you from my own experience, when I discover that I can't fix a radio, what do I say? Ah, oh, well, radios don't really matter because I got books. I know how to do books. And immediately you start to elevate one over the other based on what you can do and you believe and you are good at. And genuine wisdom comes when you understand that you can treasure what you're good at, but it does not diminish someone else's experience, someone else's skill, someone else's passion. It's a good thing that it was Noah and not some great rabbinic figure who knew a lot of Torah but didn't know a lot about building arcs. Remember that Betzalel, who designs and builds the ark, is in his way as important as Moses because you gotta have an ark. So this is a really good Parsha for us to contemplate at a time when it is all too easy to assume that people who aren't like us, whoever us is, the people who value different things, people who have different skills, people who don't care for the things we care for, that they're somehow less as opposed to different. The most important statement that the Torah makes, of course, is that every human being is created in the image of God. I suspect, although this may not be entirely fair, that there's a reason why Abraham comes after Noah. Noah, remember, is not Jewish. There are no Jews in Noah's time. So Noah's father probably did not raise him saying, hammer bad, book good. And that is a good thing because he wouldn't have built the ark. He wouldn't have saved the world. Let's remember what kinds of differences are essential to make a world. And let's treasure who we are and treasure who others are too. And be grateful, not only for the beauty of God's world, but for the stunning diversity of God's creations. Shabbat Shalom.